Hello and welcome to this episode of TCU Three Wise Men's Round Ball Review, talking about TCU's loss last night, 81 to 77 against Cincinnati. To say that it's a rough loss would kind of be an understatement. We probably should have won this game. We didn't. We probably didn't deserve to win the game, even though we should have won. I don't know if Cincinnati deserved to win the game either. This game probably should have ended up as an L for both teams. But in the end, somebody had to get the win, and we could not pull it out in overtime due to just sloppy play. And I think after the first four minutes of the game, sloppy play is pretty much what happened this game from the entire team. Barrett, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I would say as a whole, that's 100% true. I think that the Frogs kind of steered away from what they normally do. We're normally a kind of drive-and-dish team. and We we get a lot of mid-range points. We get a lot of points in the paint with driving and get a lot of free throws. None of that really happened this game. We relied really heavily on the three-point line, which, to be fair, made a fair amount of them. We made over 40%. Um, but I think as a whole, TCU got away from our identity in this game and it, it kind of showed, um, to, to give some numbers to this points in the paint margin, we had 30 Cincinnati had 50 point or 50 points in the paint. We lost that margin battle by 20 points. And that's normally an area where we get a lot of points in the paint because we're running in transition. We're getting easy layups. And if we're in half-court offense, a lot of the times we're getting layups off of cuts. And so, again, fast break points, 13. We average, like, well over 20 a game uh, leading the nation. And so that I think that both just kind of goes to show that we – we kind of got away from what we're known for in this game and credit to Cincinnati. They played a really good game. They had a really strong defensive presence in the paint, but um, yeah, just really, really sloppy. Yeah. And in the first four minutes, we absolutely blitzed them. Like it was three after three after three. And then we cooled off as we should have, because we're not that good of a shooting team. But really, I think what also happened after those four to five minutes is since he called a timeout, their coach got on him and said, be physical. These refs aren't calling anything. And Cincinnati got physical. We could not, we, we, we could not respond to that. Um, that's why we did not drive and dish because Cincinnati was being extremely physical when we tried to drive. They were bodying us up as soon as we got near the three-point line. And if we happened to make it past their guards who were playing really good defense, I kind of like it when the refs aren't calling as much because it allows the players to play. Um, I think they definitely missed some calls and we can maybe talk about that a little bit later, but they definitely missed some calls. But overall, on the drives, um, I'm glad they didn't call any touch fouls or anything like that. Um, but if our if our guards happened to get past their guards, then they had the six eleven uh, Victor Locken and the seven two Aziz Bandego in the paint, 
And for some reason, our players were afraid to drive at them. And I think that's because the refs weren't calling anything in the first half. Like our players were getting mauled and the refs wouldn't call it. And so they just didn't drive. And our offense became static for a good eight minutes of the game where we didn't score. We scored 26 points in the first like four and a half, five minutes. And then we didn't score for eight minutes until Trey hit a three. Um, that's it's just it was a rough game by the guards and that can be seen in the plus minus i mean trey even though he shot lights out from three he was minus four for the game jameer nelson jr was minus seven for the game avery anderson was actually plus three but it doesn't tell the whole story he was really sloppy um it, it, he had six turnovers That'll just put that in perspective. He had six turnovers. And the fact that we had 19 turnovers as a team, it, again, props to Cincinnati for becoming physical. They made TCU is known for chaos ball. That's kind of what our fans lovingly refer to our basketball style as. We cause chaos on the court. Cincinnati in this game out-chaosed TCU. And we didn't know what to do. You'd think with the seniors that we have on this team, physicality wouldn't really be an issue. Yet this game, they were much more physical than us, and we did not know how to respond. Um, I want to give props to John Newman the third, their guard. He he walked down Eman at the beginning of the game, and then they switched him on to Trey to try and stop Trey from shooting. He did, honestly, he didn't really do that much to Trey. Trey, Trey still made shots. But, um, yeah, E-Man just didn't have a good game. No, and I, and I think that, like, kind of going off of that, like, John Newman is arguably one of the better defenders in the country. So props to him. Like, he, he played phenomenally against a really good offensive player in Emmanuel Miller. Um, I will say, though, that, I think as a whole, especially in the second half, whenever we kind of lost our lead, Cincinnati was doing a really good job of working to find the right shot on offense, whereas TCU, especially towards the end of regulation, the guys were just playing hero ball. They weren't looking to get the right shot. They weren't kind of finding the open man and forcing the defense to move. It was a lot of, and part of, it was a lot of stand around and hope some guy can make a tough shot over a good defender. And yeah. some of that was us trying to waste time for 10 seconds to begin each possession because we were up and the clock is in our favor. But I think as a whole, the guys got a little complacent with their half court offense in terms of like working to make an open shot possible. And I think that that really is what hurt us at the end of the game is we just weren't playing good half court offense, even in the shortened time frame of us taking five, 10 seconds off the clock before starting that half court offense. And we were settling a lot, and Cincinnati wasn't. And they played aggressive defense. They forced some 
easy turnovers that probably shouldn't have been turnovers. Again, going back to the sloppy play, got some easy fast break points. And you could tell that they were working a little bit harder than TCU was um, kind of closing out regulation and even into overtime. I think yeah. obviously there's there's some conversation about missed calls and some conversation about like um, coaching dynamics of like, do, do you just waste that time or you just play your normal offense? Um, yeah. Personally. I mean, we, we called the letdown game. Yeah. We kind of knew this was going to happen. Um, and Cincinnati was due a game. They had had they some due. tough losses. Yeah, Cincinnati was definitely due. This was kind of the worst of both worlds for TCU. Uh, we'd come off a huge week. There's always going to be a letdown in the middle of the week. We had a short break in between Saturday afternoon, or I guess Saturday evening, and and Tuesday night. Short break. Well, Cincinnati had a shorter break than us by like two hours. I don't know if that even matters. But they had the home crowd, and their crowd showed out. Yeah, props to the, props to their students for showing out. Um, and you could tell but, that the guys were were running on a lot of adrenaline, um, yeah. and they had a lot of emotion going into this game. They had a lot of emotion through the game, especially Locke. And that dude, he reminded me of a Duke player with the amount of times he complained about not getting a call. <laughs> like, I just wish the refs gave him a tech to just say shut up. Because every time he was even being guarded, he complained about not getting a call. Um, but yeah. all in all, game was what it was. Mm-hmm. We had a chance to win it. Didn't put it away. Yep. It was again coming back to bite us, a la TCU over the past however many seasons. Yeah, like eight the entire time Dixon's been here. And the thing is, we were a good free throw shooting team through the first month of the season. I don't know what's happened to us in Big 12 play, but something has because we shot 50% from the line last night. We were the second best free throw shooting team in the Big 12 at one point. We were shooting 78% from the line as a team. And granted, everybody knows that Ernest and Isam are not great free throw shooters. That's kind of to be expected. Emmanuel Miller's become our most reliable free throw shooter. He went three for four from the line last night, but he went two for two in overtime. Peavy missed two straight free throws. Uh, Jameer missed two free throws. Jameer came into TCU as a what 75 74 75 percent free throw shooter something like that i think i think it was 78 about 78 then he's the past couple games he's been shooting 50 percent, maybe less from somebody who handles the ball as much as he does we we need him to make free throws it's it's showing why trey tennyson overtook him for the starting role, right? Tennyson yeah. was five of eight from three. The dude has been lights out over the past few games outside of the Oklahoma game where he didn't make a shot, but he's been 
drilling three pointers consistently over the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think it adds a nice little wrinkle to our offense where like over the past few seasons, we haven't really had a, a spot up sniper like Trey Tennyson. Yeah. And it's really, really helpful spacing the floor for guys like Emmanuel Miller. I think Micah Peavy is one of the best off ball cutters in the country in terms of his timing of knowing when and where to cut um, and having the space for him to be able to use that effectively because Trey Tennyson has so much offensive pull is so nice to have. Yeah. And I think our whole team is pretty good at off ball cutting. They're smart team. The problem is in this game in particular, I think Cincinnati must've done a really good job on film because we were either telegraphing the cuts or our passes were too lazy or they threw a chest pass when they should have thrown a bounce pass or vice versa. And that's a reason we had so many turnovers. I think honestly, our offense got predictable. We started milking the clock with like seven minutes left in the game. I don't know why we did that, but just watching it, we started our offense with 10 seconds left on the shot clock. It's just frustrating offense to watch. I don't know why we milked the clock so early. Like with one, two minutes left, I understand. But we were winning at that point by five or six. Let's increase the lead by running our offense. We don't have a slow pace on offense. Even when we run our half-court offense, we usually put shots up pretty quickly. We had 18 offensive rebounds in this game. Guys were working hard. Ernest Uday had six offensive rebounds in this game put shots up early run your offense normally and then let the game take care of itself but on that note i do want to talk about Ernest Uday because this was easily his best game as a horn frog he was a he was a great center his rebounding he had nine rebounds 11 points um he had one he had, foul and he had five steals five yeah. <laughs> yeah. In addition, oh, he, he did not have a block. I thought he had a block. Yeah. His defense was locked down. I was so impressed with Uday this game. I'm, I mean, he had the free throw to win the game. It would have been incredible if he had made that free throw. I think everybody in the world knew he wasn't going to make that free throw. Um, yeah. But that, that that just would have been icing on the cake. Regardless of that, I thought he was great. When he was off the floor, I thought our offense didn't run well. Our defense didn't play well. The small ball lineup against Cincinnati did not work. And Dixon did not see that. I, I was kind of disappointed in that. Um, when Ernest wasn't in in the final minute of regular time and the final minute of – of the overtime, I was sad because we, we struggled getting rebounds and we struggled protecting the paint. So, and we struggled yeah, protecting I, um, I thought, yeah, I thought that Jacoby Coles as a whole, since his injury has not been up to snuff. And yeah. he's, he's definitely taken a, a step back since then. And I, I don't necessarily mind the last shot that he took the three pointer to win the game except for the hesitation i think mm-hmm. that if you're going to take that shot just take it stride 
and don't wait to see what your defender does. That just takes you out of your rhythm. Yeah, as a whole, I mean, seven points, three rebounds, not like a terrible stat line by any means, especially if you only played 18 minutes. But I think just watching him play, he doesn't look like he feels comfortable yet. Yeah, I'm wondering if he's still a little bit hurt. Um, and that's kind of contributing to him being hesitant is he doesn't fully trust his foot yet, but I'm with you. That last shot, I don't mind it. Cole's knocked down a three earlier in the game. I thought he had knocked down two threes, but then I saw that they gave one of his threes as a two, which his foot must've been on the line because I could have sworn it was a three pointer that he shot. But nobody's making that shot off of a hesitation like that. You can't double clutch there. You just either got to do it or not. And unfortunately, he he did double clutch. It didn't go in. And that was that. Yeah. Overall, though, sloppy game from the guys. I mean... It is what it is. We lost a tough matchup on the road against a good Cincinnati team that I think is wildly underrated. I think this is a top 25 team, honestly, given the the competition that they've played in Big 12 play and how close they've been in a lot of these games. And this is not a loss that I think will hurt us at the end of the of the season. I think that we just need to bounce back, and we have to be Iowa State at home. Yeah. Let's no, this loss won't hurt us. Unbeaten. Yeah, I mean, a quad yeah. one loss, up to a certain point, a quad one loss never really hurts you. Um, I'm kind of if it's point, an overtime loss away. Yeah, exactly, and in the Big 12. I'm kind of to the point, though, to where we need to win the games at home. Win at home, and then if we can steal one to two games on the road, we're in contention for Big 12 title with 11 wins in Big 12 play because that's how many teams I think are going to go about 500. And, I mean, that's all we could really ask for. If we go, I think I think seven wins in this Big 12 might get us to like the first or last four in or something like that. But eight wins definitely gets us in the tournament. And I think that's accomplishable. I think that this is this could be a 10-win team. It really just depends on how the shots fall. Um, the refing in this game is one thing that we haven't talked about. And that's because everybody else has really talked about it online. I think that the refs were terrible, and I think they were bad both ways. I think Barrett can agree with me on that one. And for every really bad call they had or no call that they didn't make for us. They also had one for Cincinnati. This ref crew should never ref another game in the big 12. And that's that the flagrant. I did not think it was a flagrant, but I also, and I also did not think that you days at Kansas was a flagrant. And that's about, that's about all I have to say for the rest. I did think they were slightly skewed, by the crowd in Cincinnati, and they they called things definitely, especially in the second half, in Cincinnati's favor. But 
ultimately the refs were not the reason we lost that game. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with you. I agree that I don't think that it was necessarily a flagrant. I could see where it could be because he was yeah. throwing bows. But um, at the end of the day, it's frustrating that the refs across the Big 12 aren't staying consistent with their calls. Yeah, like I calling, completely agree with that. If you're calling Uday's a flagrant, then you should call that a flagrant. Yeah. Um, but I do agree that I don't necessarily think it was a flagrant. So it's good that they got that right, I guess. It's just, it's frustrating that there's a lack of consistency. And I think a lot of that stems from the way that that rule is written. Yeah, um, overall, not a good showing from them. No, not a good showing from the officials. But I think that's just life in the Big 12. So yeah. I think as what a it whole, is. I think as a whole, Big 12 officials tend to let the guys play. Yeah, they let them be a little more aggressive, a little rougher, which honestly I appreciate. I get tired of games where it's a ref show and you hear the whistle blown every 30 seconds because someone slapped someone's hand. Yeah. Um, which I feel so like happens I, I, in tournaments. Yeah, I do appreciate that the the refs as a whole let the guys play basketball and be a little more physical. But again, it, it goes back to the idea of consistency, right? I want refs to be consistent with what they're calling. Yeah, in this game, they were consistently bad. So on that note, uh, Uday was good. Tennyson was good. Eman didn't have a great game. The refs didn't have a great game. We should have won, but we didn't deserve to win. Since he won, they didn't necessarily deserve to win either. And next up, we have number 24, Iowa State at home in a blackout game at the Schulmeyer Arena. So if you can get to that game, do it, wear black, and support the Frogs. Yeah, and keep the home you. record undefeated. Let's get up to the number one home court advantage in the NCAA. But thank you for listening. Catch our episode this upcoming week. Um, we will have Pedro Vives, a TCU tennis player, uh, on. And we will also be hearing from Derrico Henrio on his recent suspension from Twitter. And then he won his appeal today. So he is back on Twitter. Uh, in just a wild roller coaster of events that happened over the past 24 hours or so. So stay tuned for that. It should be out next Monday. And thanks for listening. Go Frogs.